0: You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen May, on this Monday afternoon. Thanks very much for tuning in to The 123 Show with this afternoon. Uh, this afternoon, we're talking to fitness coach Nathan Sollier about the latest, the latest effects of COVID-19 on the fitness industry and also his thoughts on trying out golf. Uh, Nathan, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm great. How
0: are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I just oh, I just wish we, we we didn't have to have this conversation. It's just like, oh. I know. Um, so give us a I bit know. of a backstory, because we know that uh, the fitness industry, along with other industries, have sort of taken uh, a, a sort of a, a lot of trouble um, and faced a lot of closure during uh, the COVID-19 situation from last year and also uh, earlier this year as well. I'm just looking at some of the statistics and that um, there seems to be quite a big cluster in related uh, with, with Ursus Fitness. And that sort of sparked mm-hmm. a lot of concern uh, with the community. Uh, what's your reading of all of this and and how are you feeling
1: well firstly um you know i i i just wanted to send out my 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 well wishes to those people who who are affected right now uh it must be difficult because i i you know i know i know a lot of these people and i know uh some people that know some people And, you know, there is a certain level of, you know, you've got people that are that are really been heavily affected by the virus as in like, you know, they're feeling really sick and they're feeling, you know, um, you know, you know, sick. And then you've got these asymptomatic up the other end where they don't feel anything at all. So, you know, and everything else in between. Um, But the biggest the the biggest obviously the biggest um, uh, issue with a lot of people in the industry and and people who train in the industry is, is the fear of going to Penny's Bay. So you know they the if you are you know if you have um, been in contact with someone's positive, uh, the government assesses whether you are you know are you at a risk of of being contaminated. So you got to go and get tested, and then they take you away to Penny's Bay, and then you stay in a sort of like a, um, a you know a, a makeshift yeah a makeshift facility that they've set up to be able to protect the community of people who already have it um and uh, you know the 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 background the background all of this because it's not only broken out in fitness community yes yes it's it's been a big thing in the community but there's also been people that have been affected in schools for example that's right and um you know one of the um uh, you know I, am part of the, uh, you know, and this is no, this is no secret, the Sandy Bay rugby, you know, um, club. And, um, and one of the coaches in, uh, in one of the teams and the under 12 girls that he had COVID and then he's gone into a hospital. Um, and then of course, you know, the whole team that he has been training, um, have also gone into Penny's Bay to be able to protect the community from, from further infection. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, as we know, the fitness uh, ursus also were, were one of the were the were the first ones to announce that you know that they had a, a big cluster uh, of people um, of five trainers and a number of clients that also came down with the, the virus as well. So uh, the background of it is, is that you know there there was obviously a lot of rumors going around of whether these people were wearing masks or were not wearing masks. Um, You know, whether they had too many people in the facility or or so forth. Uh, But I just want to put out there that, you know, that there is a lot of um, propaganda that's going on at the moment in the industry. And there's a lot of false accusations here, which rightly or wrongly, we don't know that are true. So, you know, I know there's some videos out there that have been circulating. And and the video in particular that I've seen, you know, has a number of people in Ursus Um, training in in close proximity and with no masks. But this video was found to be actually done in February in 2020. And then, of course, there was another photo that was posted online with, you know, with a a photo of, you know, a big group of people at Ursus with no masks on and, of course, the headline. And obviously it's been cropped and someone's put in there, you know, um, something, you know, negative towards Ursus. But I found the original And it was dated November, 2019. So, you know, we've just got to be really careful in here. And, and and I, I, I'm also guilty of, uh, of, you know, when, when the dance, you know, the dance studio outbreak back in, in November is is buying into all these videos. And now that I'm actually right in the middle of this with, with many of my associates and in the, and, and a lot of these people in the industry are, are my friends. I've realised that you know there are there is the news, and then of course you've got those those false accusations that are going on out there. And I just want um, everyone to you know, first of all, be safe. Uh, second of all, you know, weigh up your um, uh, weigh up your options of who you're going to visit. And 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 one of the things that we've been doing in our studio is, first of all, uh, there's no need to panic. Because you know the the amount of cases that are in Hong Kong, uh, you know, on a daily basis, far outweigh you know far outweighs the you know the amount of cases that are in many other countries. And I get that we have to be very conservative. Now that being said, you know, when we have uh, I think it was a top of 60 cases in Hong Kong, and the majority were from from the from the from Earth's Fitness Center. Um, the the government are very very good in being able to round people up and being able to first either put them in Penny's Bay um, to be able to, to protect the community. Um, they've you know I've I've talked to a number of my friends that are in Penny's Bay and you know and they're comfortable. You know it's it's a it's a very it's a very clean facility. You know they've got everything that they need. You know you can take in food, you can take in everything that you you, you, you need to either work or play or chill out, and um, uh, and uh, and, and then, of course, what the the government's doing this time is is that they are starting to, if you found a case in a building, then they will actually shut that building down, get them tested on the spot, and see if there's anyone else in the building that could be, you know, could be affected by it. Now, I'm not too sure exactly whether they're actually saying to that building, you need to go into a two-week lockdown or not, uh, but just going on the cases over the last few days, you know, it's been dropping. You know, quite quickly. You know, we had 60, and then it went to 43, I think, and then yesterday it was down to 24. So on, so so compared to the last outbreak, it's coming down relatively quickly. But you know, I, I feel for Ursus. You know, it, rightly or wrongly, you know, whether whether there there was a, a breach of of, of of whatever, but we don't know that, right? So we've just got to be really work within the facts right now. Is is that you know there is a a, a uh, a few gyms in town that have been shut down because they've had a case in there. You know, my studio has even had a close call, you know, where, you know, we didn't have anyone test, uh, didn't have a test positive, but, you know, a few people called up and said that they were in the other places, you know, with that, that were affected by by the outbreak, but they've gotten tested. All of our staff are being tested, uh, you know, and, and the thing is, is like right now we've just got to make sure that, First of all, we are all getting tested, right? That is the first thing we need to make sure that we're doing. And, and do those protocols, you know, making sure that you're probably, you're not going to visit other gyms. If you're, if you're a member of a number of gyms, make sure that you keep it to one gym. You know, even though I've, I've had a number of clients cancel on me this week, I've said to them, make sure that you get outside and do some exercise, whether that's walking or walking in the hills or going for a run or going for a swim or, or a workout outside, then do it because, um, you know, I just don't want people to be fearful that you know exercise is the is the culprit here. You know, it, it, it was gonna it, it was gonna happen at some point, whether it was either, you know, whether it's the fitness industry or the dance industry or the, the restaurants or, or or even in the schools right now. So but the positive is is the government seems to be cracking down very, very quickly and they seem to be isolating those people very quickly, which is why the cases are coming down.
0: Absolutely. I've seen a a number of my uh, friends and associates are also right now in the Penny Bays uh, facility. I'm so... Uh, Impressed how they've managed to track so many people down. Uh, One thing that comes to mind, Nathan, is that it is quite a common practice for gym instructors, for fitness coaches to go to multiple gyms uh, to teach. And I think that was one of the concerns that we've seen with this, that um, it started with one fitness centre and it quickly moved to other places. Um, Can you share with us a little bit more about this practice? Is it quite a common practice uh, for people to to work in in various centres?
1: yeah it is common practice you know we you know as as business owners
0: and freelancers for my
1: business I have a core group of people that that work as full-time uh and as part-time employees and and they 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 only work in my center but of course we have you know people who will get in for those bottlenecks as in you know when we have a lot of uh, you know, a lot of people in and we need a, um, uh, uh, you know, one or two instructors to be able to take care of those people and those bottlenecks, you know, around the, the 6.30, 7.30 in the morning and around the lunchtime periods and, and then the evening as well. So, um, and, you know, the thing is with um, with, with freelancers as well is, is that, you know, they will travel to one to three different types of, of facilities um, because, you know, they they there is a need. There is a need for that. So, yeah, there's definitely a concern there. Um, but I, I think with, um, you know, with the, the current measure that we've actually just put in is, is that everyone needed to be tested by Sunday. So everyone was everyone in our industry needed to be tested by yesterday. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, uh, you know, a, um, uh, many, if not all of our industry have been tested. So, you know, that's, that's a really good safe. And now we're just going to see whether people have been coming back with any positive cases. And, of course, that will be up to the government to be able to, um, you know, go through that data and make sure that, you know, if we have any people in the community that are asymptomatic, um, we can, you know, we can, you know, get them and then we can put them in a safe place and then we can protect the rest of the community. Mm. So, yes, there is. It is quite common that, um, you know, people float from studio to studio. And it's also quite common for clients as well. Right. I mean, you've got different types of programs like uh, like Guava Pass or um uh or a, a, that, that's a, a right. it's when you prison. can get
0: a membership and a, like for example with guava pass it's when you can get a membership and then you can have access to different classes in different studios depending on what is it that you want to do so for example you can do um dance in one studio and then you can do uh hit training in another and then you can do sort of yoga for, for another and that that's quite that's been quite popular in recent years
1: it has been it has been and so that's one of the things that we've asked our clients to do is is to choose you know one place and you know they either choose us or they choose someone else and either way it's okay you just got to let us know so that way we can you know uh, you know count our numbers and also mitigate our risk as well because we want to make sure that everyone has been safe and i think um, a lot of uh, associations and sports are doing that right now is, is that you know they're they're asking people just to stick to one thing.
0: Yeah, um, right. I think I think we, we've got a clear picture of, of of the background. But just one more question: moving forward, uh, what's the current protocol? Um, gyms and, and and clients are asked to wear masks, and instructors are wear are instructed to wear masks at all times. Is is that uh, mandatory at the moment?
1: Yes. So the, the the rules are is that anyone training in a gym must wear a mask. Uh, as well as the the staff in the gym themselves, um, the the protocol around and also, also social distancing as well. Um, the other protocols are is, is that you know if you are using the equipment, you wipe that equipment down. Um, but we also have people in the facility that's also cleaning the equipment on a regular basis. And then in the evening is that um, you know and this is not this high protocol, but I know. I know a lot of people that are doing a deep clean every single night to make sure that our clients are as safe as possible. Uh, and, of course, you know, the, the the online programs are also going back to that as well. Some people are starting to go back to online stuff as well. So that way we can, uh, you know, keep people healthy, keep people moving. But at the same time, that's, <laughs> that's 100% protection, right, doing it in your own living room.
0: Absolutely. Well, it seems like that's a trend. I know a number of schools have, have moved back to online classes um, at the moment because of, of fear um, of, of it being sort of uh, spreading in their area. Right. Nathan, thank you so much for that very comprehensive update. We've got about 10 minutes before the two o'clock news. I'd like to turn to something that you've sort of rediscovered or discovered recently, and that's your sort of newfound passion in golf. Am I ever? <laughs> yeah, well,
1: it, it's funny because, you know, um, over over the last uh, you know over the last twenty years, I've been a personal trainer. One of the one of the programs that I did a long time ago was called a, um, a holistic golf specialist, and I completely forgot about this over the period of time. Now, of course, I've kept some of the values and some of the um, the, the tools and, and the, uh, the, the the coaching for for my current clients as a general uh, rule, but recently I've been studying, restudying the course again. And it's just made me really present too, because, you know, now that, you know, golf courses are starting to open up. Um, I had a client the other day that had a niggling shoulder injury after playing golf. And it made me realize, wow, you know what? Hong Kong's got a lot of golfers.
0: (laughs) It's a very popular sport. Yes. And and controversial if you say you want to close down any golf courses, which is not the topic of discussion (laughs) of today. But you're right. There are a lot of golfers in Hong Kong
1: yeah and and of course we've had such a break from being playing golf a lot of these golfs are really deconditioned to get back on the golf course again and I didn't realize and you know no I didn't realize but something that I forgot is, is that when you swing a golf club as hard as you possibly can, you generate the amount of force that if you lifted some weight or some dumbbell heavy enough that you could only do it four times that is the force that you put through your spine.
0: Really? I and didn't know so, it was so yeah, strenuous. And, and I'm probably doing it wrong. It's so strenuous. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and 85% of all golfers have had back pain at some point in their life. Wow. That's remarkable. So, yeah, so, so, so the thing is, is like, so the program has been has been a bit of an eye opener because you know of course everyone's looking for the the furthest drive um everyone's looking for the straightest hit and what i've realized you know now that i'm doing these programs there's four parts that you need to make sure that you do so that way you improve your golf game because yeah no matter how good your clubs are no matter how good your balls are, no matter you know, um, you, no, no, no matter how you know rested you actually are, if you're not uh, getting these four things, then your body is going to overcompensate in some way. And and these are flexibility, stability, power, and strength. Now I just want to pull four of those aside, and I know we've only got like ten minutes or so. So I want to be able to summarise each of those, just so that way your 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 listeners get the impact of of what you can actually, uh, you know, what damage you can do, and then also at the same time what your potential can be too, right? So let's take the first one, flexibility. So obviously, if you're if you're um, inflexible, or you're too flexible, then what actually happens is is that you put your joints and your muscles under a lot of stress. So if you're if you're, too, if you're too tight, for example, then what you run the risk of is, is overcompensating as in um, you, you overcompensate in trying to use another part of your body to be able to bring that around. And if you keep doing that over and over, for example, if you don't have a lot of twist through your trunk because you're not very flexible, then you'll generate through your shoulders. And if your shoulders start taking the load and you're hitting a golf ball anywhere between if you're a good golfer – Anywhere between 70 times, and if you're a bad golfer like me, 120 times, that's 120 times you're going to generate force through that shoulder joint. So it's really important to be able to keep flexible and not only flexible but balanced. Because if you are if you have got muscles that are really tight, then you should stretch those. And if you've got muscles that are not so tight, then we shouldn't stretch those. And so how do we know whether you should be stretching more or not stretching more? There's a great system and it's called Rocco Bardo's uh, flexibility test, and it gives you an idea of like actually working out what joints are too too unstable, and if they're too unstable, we need to stiffen the joint so that way we can create stability in the joint. Which or or the other way, if it's too stiff, then we need to stretch it out. Then the next one, stability, and I would say this is how I'm going to sum up stability: you cannot fire a cannon from a canoe.
0: <laughs> I like the analogy. So, <laughs>
1: Right. So, so the thing is, is with people with uh, when, when they're firing these these golf balls, is that they're very unstable. So that's really important to be able to be stable. And how you can be stable is, is is working the the core or the inner unit. So that's really important to be able to have. Now, they're the two pieces that you know I totally forgot about in being able to train golfers that are so important. Now, the other thing with stability is it's really about your center of gravity or your you know your balance so if you are out of balance or you've you're you're unstable then you're never going to be able to hit that ball the same way every single time because you're out of balance your 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 center of gravity is out and so you'll see that when people hit a golf ball this is that they'll fall over or they'll move or they'll you know they'll they'll, you know they'll move around like that so
0: over commit themselves yeah you've got
1: to be stable exactly and the next one is strength obviously strength is is a range of difference you know like going from hitting a ball you know 200 yards and then of course putting a small a little putt yeah. so you've got to really make sure that you have this broad ray ray of strength so that way you can improve you know not only your long game but also your short game too and it's that real balance between both and of course your last one is power so power Is two things, right? Is like is the is the swing through, but also the deceleration of the actual swing. Because if you cannot slow that swing down, then all of a sudden that just puts dramatic amount of forces through your spine when you go to the follow through, and so that why a lot of people get a lot of lower back injuries with, with golf.
0: I didn't even think so, of it. So your swing is actually quite powerful to begin with, but as soon as your golf club hits the ball, you have to decelerate the club so that it doesn't sort of pull your sort of shoulder and your arm all the way around. Correct.
1: Wow. Correct. So that's where, that's where a lot of um, – that's where I see a lot of golfers struggle with is just being able to – they can accelerate – but decelerate is that's where they really need to work on and so you know you need to get the right kind of program for you because you know you may have great flexibility but you've got poor stability and if you've got great strength but you may have no you've got no power so You've got to work on those four things, and that's why, you know, this course that I'm doing at the moment is just blowing my mind. And, you know, and I think that a lot of golfers out there can really benefit to do strength and conditioning specifically for golf to actually not only only improve their game, but also reduce the amount of injuries they have.
0: Absolutely. Um, do golfers have to sort of train specifically? I mean, are there other sort of workout routines that they can train for strength training or for flexibility or for power that will help them uh, with their game, with their golf game?
1: Yeah, that's a, a really good question because the thing is, is you know, well, what what joints do we need to stretch when we, mm. um, you know, when we play golf? And the golf a lot of it is, is a, a core, rotation.
0: exactly your yes. core, yeah.
1: And, and it's a rotation and you know even me doing that i can feel tighter going to my left than i can feel going to my right right so so that's creating a, an imbalance there where my body will start to adapt to that and use something else to be able to get more rotation whether that's power or whether that's strength but the thing is, is with that is, is it's going to create um pressure on certain joints and so it's really important to be able to um, to be able to keep that balance. Now, um, flexibility, I would say, with the, the type of um, programs you could do is yoga. You could do um, uh, another one for stability is Pilates. You could do, and then of course strength is like there's nothing like lo- nothing like weight training, right? So mm-hmm. so weight training for those sort of things. But the difference between golfers and of course bodybuilders is is that we do twists in golf. So we've got to make sure that we incorporate a twist in all of, the, um, uh, all of the movements that we create when we're in the gym. And then, of course, power. Power is like, you know, that thing that you go from here to here and like that. You know, you just be able to pop it straight away. So that's a really dangerous move. And you really have to build yourself on flexibility, stability, to strength, to power. Absolutely. So I hope that answers some of the people's questions about, you know, where they can get that sort of stuff. And there's lots of stuff on YouTube as well. I mean, you can also go to my YouTube channel as well, and there's lots of flexibility and stability stuff and power and strength stuff on there as well.
0: No, that that, that that is really helpful. I mean, one last question is that, you know, you don't want to injure yourself because once you injure yourself, then you have to work to stabilize the, the, the joints and you have to sort of um, relearn some of the actions again. So it's really important you hit that sweet spot where you don't injure yourself by overcompensating. And that's why a lot of people, yeah. like you said at the beginning of the chat, a lot of people, a lot of golfers um, experience back pain because they've sort of overdone it in, in a way. Yeah,
1: and, and the thing is, is like, and it's not just that one time, right? When they get that injury, it's not one time. It's slowly been creeping up over time. And, and I don't know if you've heard the analogy, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yes. That's exactly what happens, right? Because, you know, you, this, this muscle imbalance hasn't just been today. It's been building up over time. So, you know, I, I do recommend people, you know, if you're going to get back on the golf course again, do it right. Make sure the four things that you do, flexibility, stability, strength, power.
0: Excellent, Nathan. Thank you so much. And like Nathan said, do go on his YouTube page, do go to his Facebook page to check out more free resources uh, with Nathan Solier from Elite Personal Training. Nathan, thank you so much for your time this week and best of luck with everything that goes on in the fitness industry. And you'll be back again next Monday for more chats. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, buddy.